Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, finishers, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Your heart's recovered from the weekend? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh... I was going to mention it later, but yeah. Okay, we'll get into Just it later. Just a heads up there. The drum at the Avenue Center is not getting the stick tap of the week. That is a definite uh, heads. That's definite spoiler. Uh, I've had enough of that drum. It's a good thing there's a defibrillator on at the Avenue Center because I almost needed it yeah uh that's that thing's gotta go yeah that's we're gonna i hope you get into that because that was that as you can tell by my reaction um that was uh that was a good time as we were at the uh pink of the ring game um man is there a better time of the year notwithstanding holidays obviously than right now than the fall than the month of october leaves are changing nhl's back nfl's back q is back I mean, obviously, you don't watch postseason baseball, but for those who do, postseason baseball is back. Like, I mean, if you're allowed by your significant other and or if you're a single dude that loves sports, there's no better time. No, there's really not. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned significant other because my uh, ability to watch sports at home consists of turning on a game while she's not in the room. Her coming into the room five minutes later. So, are you watching hockey? <laughs> I want to go watch TV in the bedroom. Uh, so well, then sounds I'm like, like a win. So and then I'm just gonna flip off the channel because I don't. I don't know. I just put it on whatever she wants to watch because I just you know really? I'm a nice guy. Oh, so you are a nice guy. I'll put the TV. I'll put my phone on. Uh, on. I'll put whatever game I was watching on my phone. Yeah. Add that on my lap and go from there. I'll always I'll always let my wife have the TV. See, I usually do in the week. Now we have a lot of shows, you know, Hell's Kitchen, Mass Singer. She watches nine one one. She does watch a lot of. She catches up on her shows while I'm at work because she works from home and or while we're recording the show on Monday nights. But mm-hmm. once it gets to Sunday, God love this woman. Uh, she gets up before I do. She has her coffee. She has her time. When I get up at like nine ten ish, NFL Network is on. And then it's two TVs full of football. Now, it helps that she plays fantasy football in my league. Um, and she is, I don't think she's better than me this year. She's two and three, and I'm two and three. So um, she's not going to win this week, I don't think. But anyways, yeah, Sunday is football from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on both TVs. No. If the Sunday Nighters, meh, we might flip on one of our shows or something like that. But for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty lucky in the fact that I get all football. That will not ever occur under my no. roof unless I have a <laughs> man cave or something, yeah. which doesn't happen right now. So I, I mean, I'm not to say that I don't ever get to watch sports. I get yeah. my my fair share. You know, I was able to watch some on this past Sunday, which was nice. Uh, but most of the time during the week, it's phone on my lap and peeking up to see what she's watching because it's usually something scary. Really? And she's in the scary shows? Oh yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. And I don't do that stuff. No. So No, the only reason I have Halloween decorations in for the month of October is for the people. <laughs> um I actually don't like this holiday at all. I was scared. Uh ban Halloween. I'm yeah. I, I do not like Halloween. No. I was scared as a kid. Not on purpose. My uncle just come around the corner in one of his costumes back in the day. It was the I don't even remember what it was, but he had no face. Uh, top hat and just absolutely scared the bejesus out of me. And the only reason I go um, that I went trick or treating and stuff like that was when Haley was like, you know, four, three, four, five, six, the dad thing to do. But mm-hmm. my costume was a Buccaneers coat and a Buccaneers hat, and I was a Buccaneers fan in Alberta. <laughs> that was my costume. A couple times, I, I think once I went as a. Uh, a dead mobster, so I just put some white on, put like a bullet hole in my fa- in top of my forehead, and walked around on one of the warmer days. Cold days, it was a jacket. But are you looking at costumes right now, bro? Yeah, still haven't gotten Avery's costume yet. So really, yeah. What's your costume gonna be? Me, myself, and I. <laughs> they can say me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> Pretty 
pretty good movie. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, no, I'm like the the whole uh like I'd lo- I love to support the green pig market uh, as they're mm-hmm. getting back on their feet, but at no point am I paying money to go out in that uh corn maze. Nope. And get the bejesus scared out of me. Nope, that's no. No. I think didn't they do they're not doing it at nighttime this year? No. Um but the one in Truro, I was going to say that. The Truro corn maze is um I mean Bring an extra pair of shorts because <laughs> you're you're going to crap yourself. Like it's it's that scary, and I think that's what kind of where my fear right of Halloween came. As I went to that when I was maybe my early twenties, and I've <laughs> you're in the middle of the maze and you get so scared you don't even know how to get out. Right. So yeah. you're, you're you're literally stuck in there, and I had like not be carried out, but I had to be my I. Had, my hand was held. Yeah. The entire like I was I was so petrified. I do not like even if I see like a mouse, a mouse scares me. Or a <laughs> snake. You go for a well, walk in a oh. park and a snake crosses. Yeah, that scares like, those things are useless and shouldn't be in the world. But. I am I have the smallest like scare s- factor. Scare like I'm petrified of the smallest things. Right. Um including a drum at a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And in fairness, I mean, they don't play it all the time, but when they do, and it's right above your head. I just didn't know it was there. Like, I didn't... No, you expect the organ to be there. The organ, yes, the organ's fine. I, you know, that the GJ's fine, but I had... I... What did you think of the organ? Uh, like, you were on the other side of the home opener. Mm-hmm. So sitting where I sat, like I, like I said, after the home opener, it's not as loud as I thought it would be, but, you know, what were your take on the on the organ? I think it's cool. Yeah. I like it. I think it's kind of gives a different uh, sort of an atmosphere. I don't remember them. Was there even any music played on, on Saturday night? Like it was, it was not the DJ, but I think there was music from up yeah, above. Like it's, I don't even remember any music being played. I yeah. just remember the organ. Uh, so that's a positive thing, I guess. I mean, when you don't even remember the songs you heard, all you remember yeah. was, was yeah. the organ. So I like it. And uh, the, the DJ, I like the idea of an in-rink DJ, especially if they take requests. I sure get a lot of comments that looks like me, apparently. He does look like <laughs> you. He does. Yeah. If you, you really need to do a side-by-side of, of the in-ring DJ. Yeah. In-rink. Yeah. In-rink DJ. If I'm wearing the same hat as he is. Yeah. Which I, I kind of think is funny that the Wildcats keep giving, like they had signed jerseys to give away during Pink in the Rink, and he's got a jersey. And it's the old style. Like it's not even like give the people new updated jerseys. Yeah. One thing I will say about the organ, as much as I do like it, he's got to figure out when to play certain songs because he's playing the Law and Order. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> when we get a penalty, right? Play that when they get a penalty because they broke the law. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing like another like a. It's not like the Undertaker, but it's like a solemn type song. Adam's family? Yeah, no, it was like a solemn, like when there's a penalty. Okay, but it's when we get the penalty. Yeah. Play it when they get the penalty. Yeah, they're the ones that are in in doom, in danger. That that, that I get what he's doing because that's kind of the penalty thing. But when they go on the power, when they get a penalty, when mm-hmm. we go on the power play, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's I I really enjoy it. I I have no problems with it. I think it brings up fan engagement that much more. Yeah. It's a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. I agree, and it's I think it's a great addition. The suit the guy wears is is <laughs> so cool. Uh, Bling. I mean, yeah, that thing's got some sparkle on it. It's even got the catch scratches on the back. Uh, really, I mean, it's it's it's. You got a chance to check it out. I mean, that's it's so it's so neat. It's a great addition. Yep. Uh, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias: Twitter Monk to Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast, TikTok Wildcast Podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe here on the YouTube. Um, just to let you guys know, this week because there is a Cats game. Uh, when you heard this yesterday, <laughs> the audio will be out today, Wednesday. The YouTube will be out tomorrow because it takes a little bit extra time to uh, to edit through. So the quick question, um, you know, it's never a bad time to talk about trades. We're not going to talk about Moncton. Mm. But, I mean, Sherbrooke is undefeated right now. Um, uh, Quebec is, I think, 7-1. and one. Gatineau, through all their injuries, is 6-2. and two. Uh, We saw Halifax get the first loss, but... I mean, who's in the best position to not only buy, but who's in the best position to gain assets with some of the players that 
that are coming back. And and the reason this question come up is when we were at the game on Saturday, Charlottetown getting Biakapatuka back. Mm-hmm. You said that's going to get a haul, and I said, and I, I can't remember who the player I said was, but I said, is it going to get a massive type haul back? And he's a twenty year old, so I I feel like they're in a good spot. Bathurst is in a good spot, but who's in the spot to kind of buy for you? Well, uh, I mean, Sherbrooke, I mean, if you can – that top line is is yeah. pretty much unstoppable right now. Um, if they can add another piece to that, their top six, that's – I mean, they're, they're going to be dangerous, right? Like it's um, – they they already are dangerous. And, uh, I mean, if you just look at what they've got, like I think we, we – before we started recording – I said I think we said that they've got two seconds in 2023. You know they they've got their first in 2024. I think I think they've got their first in 2025. So yep. you know those two seconds that they've got in 2023, they belong to Charlottetown and Bathurst. Well, those are going to be some. Those are going to be high second round picks. So those are going to have some value to them. And you know they're 2024 first Sherbrooke's you got to assume they're not going to be very good next season. So that could very well be uh, a top pick as well. Right. So yeah. uh, they're, they're in good shape with uh, what they've got. Um, they haven't drafted very well recently. So it's not like they have, um, you know, a young player that they can say, okay, we'll, we'll give him to you in this deal. Like they haven't like an a la rue that you can yeah, add like to get that. to not maybe give up a first. You can add, or even that one, or even Grenier. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving Moncton a first round pick last year, we got Grenier, which basically was, was a first round pick, right? Yeah. So they haven't drafted well recently. Like right. they've they've had players that, I mean, I'm trying to think of of uh, I got to pull up their their most recent draft here. But from my understanding, like they don't have a player uh, on their roster this year from the draft. Um, their first pick last year was in the third round. It was Cohen Miller. And from Nova Scotia, I mean, it's it's he was a high scorer and, and mm-hmm. midget, but he's not. You know, I don't I don't even know where he's playing this year. I don't I don't think he's back in. He had very well could be back in midget. I just don't know how he's doing. Um, Caden McNeil is a defenseman they took from from Rossi Netherwood. He's playing. I think he's still playing in Rossi this year. He's not a. It's not a big name, right? right. Like it's they haven't drafted well. Um, so they don't have any young prospects that they can include in these deals. Uh, you know, if you look at 2021, they had Ethan Goche is obviously on their team. Yeah. Um, their second round pick with Jesse Carrier, I, th- I think is playing junior A in Quebec. So he's not even on their team. Sam Lucas Tifo is on this is on the sea dogs now. So like that was their first three picks of their, of, you know, in, in 2021. So they just, they haven't drafted well mm-hmm. other than Goche. And so it's they're not going to go and say, oh, we'll include Goche in this trade. No, they're not going to say that. He's one of their top players, and he's a first overall pick. Yeah. You know, it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. So if they're going to make deals, uh, if they want to recover assets right now, what they're going to have to do is they're going to need to trade roster players to get picks, and then flip those picks, yeah, to get uh, to get players. So, it, I mean, for me, I think it's uh, this is a pretty good landing spot for I mean, like a Riley Kidney. Um, I I was going to say Jacob Melanson would fit in well in Quebec, but wasn't he originally drafted by Quebec? So I don't even think he can go back. Uh, so that unless there's there's some real rule, you got to be uh, two years out, don't you? They're two or three years out or something like that. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, Gatineau is, you know, they've got a first in 2023. They got a first in 2024. Now they're also getting all their players back so it's almost yeah. going to be like they're adding at the deadline exactly so they're they're basically going to be getting a bunch of players back because quebec's got a third and two fourths this year mm-hmm. and then they've got a first second third fourth next year so i mean sherbrooke is in the best possibility to mm-hmm. they're in a wheelhouse right now yeah. like that's they're they're the odds on favor to you know to make the biggest splash here and they've got the team to do it they've got the goal thing to do it they've got the d to do it they've got everything like they're i mean you don't. You wouldn't even have to make a, a move, and the, and they'd still be they'd still be good. No, they could just move a couple of their seconds yep. and get some depth pieces, and still be just fine, mm-hmm. and have their first 
second, third, yeah. go like or first and third. It's not an overly competitive year. No. Right? There's there's usually, you know, three or four teams that kind of stand out. But, I mean, right now it's, you know, Sherbrooke and Quebec stand out. Gatineau's right there. But um, there's, Gatineau's there because, you know, they're, they're still winning without their top players. Like, it's crazy that they're going to get all these players back and, and be that much better. Yeah. Um, so, Melanson was drafted by Quebec, mm-hmm. 15th overall. So, I know that I think when we first started doing this, I said about a player, and you and Chris had said they got to be on two different teams. Like right now, if we wanted to, just as an example, we could acquire Lavalley back because he was played in Schwinnigan and he's played in Shakutami. Mm-hmm. Now we could acquire him back. But I think a player has to be gone for two years as well, something like that. So, I mean, he could fit there, but I There's... he just feels like a Halifax player. Right, and it, you know, we just saw them. So, I mean, you look at their draft picks: first, second, two thirds this year, uh, first, second, third, fourth next year. So, I mean, if there's a player that fits that role to play with Larue and to play with that team and help that top six, Jacob Melanson, the way he plays, right on the edge, sometimes over, is a perfect style player for Halifax. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now they may, good, they may good alternate fit. suspensions yeah. in the second half, but I mean, if Quebec does, if Quebec can't go get him, Sherbrooke obviously can. And I know that in the preseason, you asked Johnny Rocket maybe if Kidney and Melanson were a package deal to go to Sherbrooke mm-hmm. or to wherever, um, so that that could be it. But I, I kind of think that Halifax is a p- potential to go get him Melanson. Well, yeah, because I mean, it, it would be a good spot. Uh, but again, he's only going to be a half season player because yeah. I think he's already signed by Seattle, so yeah. he's he's going to be playing pro next year. It's the only thing with the, yeah, it's a, well, it could be a good fit. Um, I hope not. We'd prefer you trade him out of the division. Oh yeah, but out of the division. <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I never, I never thought about him possibly in Halifax, which I mean. Because if if Kidney's going to Sherbrooke, you know Quebec doesn't have a first. Gatineau, I mean they have a first. He could fit there, but you're going to half a season here with with that. So how much are you going to give up there? Mm-hmm. Same with Halifax, I guess. Um, Saint John and Charlottetown and Bathurst probably are the best position to kind of recoup some assets moving forward. Like I don't think Schwinnigan is really in that. I think it's mostly the Maritime teams, right? Mm-hmm. I know, actually, I never thought about Jacob Melanson going to Halifax. Yeah, good sorry point. about that. <laughs> no, good point. No, yeah. it, it's 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 true though. I mean, because that's a that's a a small buy on a, on a half it, season. It would be a small buy, but it a costly would, buy. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think Halifax, you know, can can afford it because I mean they've they're still reaping the rewards of 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 our trade from yeah. you know two years ago, three years ago now. So it's uh, they're and they, you know, the, the they'd even have more assets if they would have traded Baron and and didn't but they didn't do that. Yeah. So I think they're good. And no, I think you make a good point. I think it's that that could very well be a good spot for for Jacob Melanson. And yeah, unfortunately, him staying in the division <laughs> would be the only downside. Of yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. I mean, I had a, one other good suggestion that, that last year, like off camera, that we about a player that I was hoping was going to get there. I missed on that one, so we'll see if I come close on on this one. Uh, a couple news here: Riley Mercer out a uh, couple months, says six to ten uh, for the Voltigeurs. He will require knee surgery, which is I, I don't laugh at the fact that he needs knee surgery. What I kind of giggled as if you go to the Q site, which goaltender is going to enjoy the best start? Olivier Adam, Gabriel Dag. Uh, Charles Edward Gravel, Francisco LaPena, um, William Rousseau, Samuel St. Hilaire, and then Riley Mercer. Not really sure it's going to be Riley Mercer right now. He's probably not enjoying the uh, the best start for for himself. But, again, that's a that's a guy that, you know, if you're going to miss, miss the first half and come back in the second half, and we'll see what uh, Drummondville is. Talking about trades, a blow to the Titan getting better and recouping assets. Uh, Miguel Tournier is going uh, to Slovakia. I think the team's Braca, I think is 
what I saw in the little logo. I was trying to figure it out, but I was at work. So he's off to Slovakia, which I don't think they were really expecting him back. No. Well, it could have been another possible spot for Halifax, yeah. but uh, hey. Well, good. Fine by us. Have fun in Slovakia. <laughs> Um, small trade between the uh, Baycomo a blockbuster. A blockbuster. All right, we'll go with a blockbuster. I'm just trying to pick it up here. Between the uh, Jakar and the Eagles. What was it? I don't even know the guy's name. Olivier uh, Olivier Saint Louis. Uh, 2004 goes to Cape Breton for a 12th rounder in 2023. So a little bit of a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, obviously they're just adding veteran depth because I think they had an injury. Oh, they've weekend, got injuries. So, yeah. Yeah. So. We'll get to see no, him. I wouldn't even consider him a veteran. He's a... Uh, yeah. Has he even played in the league? No. Oh, really? No, I don't even have... It's, it's just a body. It's a body oh, trade. Yeah, 44. Yeah. Offensive defenseman. Yeah. 44 games, two points. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a depth piece. It's, it's, a, really body, it's a body yeah. trade. Yeah. All right. I tried to sell it. I really did. <laughs> um, obviously, the... Uh, the QMJHL has announced uh, that they're starting their action plan for consent and sexual misconducts, which, you know, with all of Hockey Canada stuff and all of this moving forward, all the leagues um, have started that. It started on Monday, October 17th. Players, staff, coaches will have the opportunity to take part in discussions with, I clicked on that, Leah Clermont-Dion. So obviously that'll be kind of going through. I know that I think different teams will take different times maybe instead of everyone at once but again we have no idea what the process is we just know that it started this week um before we get to the favorite q team of the week we'll get to the q team of the week um thomas belligar for victoriaville three games three goals three assists and a plus four pierre olivier wah for the Rempar, three games three goals three assists joshua wah i i don't know how justin gill's not on this again but um, I think they're just randomly picking different Phoenix sharing that, is caring on that week on that uh, on that spot there as he had two goals and two and four assists in two games played. Jeremy Biakapatuka making his return for Charlottetown three goals, three three goals one assist in three games. Uh, Tristan Leno for Gatineau two games two goals one assist and William Blackburn not only was team of the week but he was player of the week three and oh a point nine seven goals against average and a or nine seventy save percentage and a one point goals against average that's all fine and dandy but the real team of the week that people want to hear is the jeremy boucher wildcast podcast team of the week so the floor is yours sir yeah um <laughs> You don't understand how difficult it is to put this team together. Uh, because <laughs> oh, I, I bet it I, is. I need to be different. Yep. I mean, you can Although, have the Although, I would play. say last week there was, what, two? Yep, two. Two, two of my guys. And, hey, th- if you have one or two a week, that's fine. Uh, I will say that there's none. Okay. Okay. So, wait, was Rochette on it? Theo Rochette? Yeah. No. No, okay, perfect. We're good. My team of the week is as follows. <laughs> Fallows. Uh, the goaltender is from Sherbrooke, Jacob Robillard. Uh, off to a 6-0 start with a 2.22 goals against and a, not, and a plus 900 save percentage. Um, on D, Charlie DeRoche of St. John finished the week plus one somehow <laughs> after losing 7-2 to Quebec and 7-0 to Victoriaville. Well done. Plus one. Let it go. Let it go. Good job, Charlie. And also, my second defenseman is from also Sherbrooke, Joe Fleming. So Joe Fleming, the only player to have played in the queue selected in the American draft. Really? Yeah. Now I must say, he was originally drafted by Gatineau, but then he was dropped by Gatineau and picked up by Sherbrooke. It still counts. Because he was picked in the American draft. So is Tucker a free agent? Jack Tucker for the Wildcats? Yes, he was a free agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not that many of them, so you kind of remember yeah. what American was yeah. what, but yeah. Joe Fleming, the only American taken in the American draft. Well, congrats. There you go, eh? Uh, now into the forwards. Cam Squires of the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles. The best player on a winless team. But please keep in mind the show is recorded Monday. <laughs> And the game against them is... So hopefully this isn't peeled apart by Andrew Parrington for a cold take of the week. Could be, yeah. 
Let's see. Also, Theo Rochette plus seven in a seven two <laughs> Ramparts win over St. John. <laughs> That's not a big deal. No. And obviously finishing off uh our American Cole Bishop. Um I had to throw in a Wildcat because you know we're homers, right? Yeah. Two goals in two games on pace for sixty three goals. And for anybody out there who said our poll prior to the game Saturday was a jinx, you can <laughs> it. <laughs> we got two words for you. <laughs> very, very well done. Yeah, I'm yeah. Bad. I can't wait to see what that thing is in the middle of February and as the games. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> difficult putting this together. I worked on that for like three days. Really? Yeah. The goalie, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take Robier. That was like four days ago. Yeah. But I finished that probably an hour before coming in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I sat in the Dairy Queen parking lot in Shediac <laughs> for an hour today doing research. Are you working in Shediac? Yeah. Well, Horabujigan. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there's your uh, Jeremy Boucher Wildcast uh, Team of the Week. Weekly Rewind. Well, that was a start to a four-game homestand over the weekend as the Wildcats get both uh, victories, 3-2 overtime victory over the Islanders and a 5-3 victory over the Mooseheads, uh, bringing the record to 4-3 and three for eight points. We get into Saturday, a 3-2 overtime victory. The game should not have gotten to overtime. There was no need for the four-minute penalty as when you take a stick to the face, I understand why you were mad, Loshing, so I forgive you. Um, as we kind of talked about last week, Steinman got the net. Um Kind of a, you know, I had said give it to him because that's a tough matchup in Sherbrooke when you know you're playing the whole game regardless if it's 8-5 or you stand on your head. and um, He didn't disappoint. Nope. He absolutely did not disappoint. Um, he he showed flashes against Sherbrooke, mm-hmm. and I think he had more glove saves in the third period than we had goals to keep this thing um, at 2-1 to one at that point. You know what about, you know, you know about, you know what, I like about him. Simon, yeah. He makes it look easy. Yeah. And like those glove saves look okay. I get it when goalies want to be dramatic with their glove. And I'm not a big fan of the dramatics with the glove. I don't like it. But he made he made these saves these saves seem easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about stepping out for a night on the town. Oh my goodness. Uh, sorry, anybody listening to the show will understand that. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to throw that part into the show. Yeah, he, he looks calm. He's calm. Uh, he's cool. He's always, you know, he's square to the shooter. Uh, we saw in Sherbrooke, you know, he was a little slow reacting. Well, not not so much no. this time around. Like he was, he was, um, he got over those onto the cross creases. He was, he was on it. He was on his game. Uh, and yeah, you're right. You know, it shouldn't have went over time. Uh, it should have been a regulation win. Um, but you know, what can you do? Get cross, we get cross checked in the face and it goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the individual who did the cross checking ends up scoring the, that's my favorite goal. Part. I mean, that is my favorite part that's of the whole thing. Uh, always one of those things where you just like, uh, yeah. Some, of the, course he does. The writing's right? on the wall for some of these for some of these uh, games here, and uh, but no, that was a pretty good effort. It was a really good game. Uh, Moran is just on a hot streak right now. There's something in his underwear that's <laughs> giving him the juice. I don't know. That's the juice. <laughs> um, it's cold. <laughs> which leads into that, right? Yeah, uh, what a way to make a debut. Yeah, and um, you missed it. I did miss it because I was getting ready to uh, get loose. For the real the real show. show. The real yeah. show. Uh, that's okay. I missed it. But, yeah. yeah, anybody who said that we put pressure on him with our Twitter poll. We did. Get and out you of know here. know what? The dude responded. Get out of here. That's what good players do. They respond to pressure. Yeah. Who cares about social media? Yeah. I mean, he retweeted it, so yeah. he couldn't have felt that much pressure. But, yeah, he got his first one. Again, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from him. I didn't honestly think he was going to play based on the fact that 
I didn't know they'd have a pink jersey ready for him. He wore 27. He wore 77 the second night. Um, it, it was a typical Islanders game. Mm-hmm. Kept it close. Kept it gritty. Um, hung around, again, in both games, but we'll stay on this one. Wildcats out hit them 15-6, to six, which, I mean, they're playing a more physical game, and when they can stay disciplined, not withstanding the um, the four-minute, they're they're gonna be in every game. And they're gonna be a tough team to beat. Gonna be a tough team to beat if they s- stop putting pucks over the glass. <laughs> Three out of six games. Holy god. Three out of seven games. Sorry. Like, what are they doing? It's I not golf. I don't know, but like, are they? D- did they bring their nine iron to the goddamn uh, rink? I, boys, just click Bang. on YouTube. Find Rhett Warner, Calgary Flames. Holy shoot. Dude made a living off the glass and out, off the glass and out. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's an epidemic, as they say. Um, uh, it's like, it's, I I don't even understand it. Like, it's it's happening every game. Yeah, and I, and it's not like okay, they, so Saturday was Marseille. And then Ballantyne, right? Like back to back. If I'm not mistaken, puck over glass, ding ding. Okay. I don't want to make excuses here, but I mean these two played. I don't know. Junior A last year. I guess my po- I, no. Never mind. What I was going to say just makes no sense, so I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to cut myself off. All right, forget it. Either way, what you're saying is, My bad. stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Like it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's such a easy penalty to avoid. Yeah. Right. You're, and it's not even a judgment penalty where people can get mad. You shoot the puck over the glass. These guys are skating yeah. right to the penalty box. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that's, it's just, I'm not gonna sit here and complain about the puck over the glass penalty for ten minutes. When the team's on a three-game winning streak, no, no, right? No. But it's if there's anything that they're working on in practice this week, it's box off glass, box off the glass, yeah. right? Literally yeah. taking that extra second to see if there's room up the yeah. middle, you know. But I will on that topic. I will say what I've seen on breakouts is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I that's yeah, yeah. I, that's the one thing I've noticed. Not necessarily Saturday night when I was at the game. But Sunday, when you're sitting at home and you're watching it, their breakouts are so well executed. Uh, they're last year they would have been turning the puck over this and that, but they're taking that extra second to make sure that where they're getting the puck, where they're passing to, or who mm-hmm. they're passing to, it's going to be a tape to tape pass. Like it, it's smooth and it's working well. So I don't know who the hell is running their defense right now. Whether it's Heptich or the new guy, Bros, or, yeah, or who Bras. is it? It looks good. Everything's well. Just keep doing it. Except the box over the glass. Yep. Calm down. Now we 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 are commenting it because we do know how easy it is to shoot pucks over small areas. As we were on the ice in the mm-hmm. intermission for all those who are watching, um, I'm not gonna lie that that shit's hard. <laughs> like I. I got one, and the only reason I got one in was because I was dead center, and I was coming close to it. It's a lot harder than people think uh, when you're watching it. So, but it was a lot of fun to be out there and it was shoot pucks. Yeah, you, the vantage point, like you're looking around, like, "Whoa, this place is pretty cool." From yeah, from, from ice. ice level, yeah, and that was it was fun. Yeah, I'm. I get to go back to maybe win a wash and dryer, so we'll see. Uh, clearly, I'm going to have to practice, so. If anyone's got an extra washer and dryer, uh, have I ever told you the washer toss story of mine? Washer toss? Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. So I'm not very smart, right? So when we were living in the north, I was driving, or Layla and I were driving, and there was somebody had thrown their washer out. So I was like, like their washer, like their big washer and dryer, right? Okay. So we're driving by, and I was like, as we pass it by, I'm like, huh, it's washer toss week. And she's like, <laughs> she's like... <laughs> Exactly. She's like, what did, what did you just say? I was like, I was like, 
It's her favorite I'm story. sorry for anybody whose ears I just laughed in, but that was good. She goes, she goes, what? She pulls the car over. She's like, what did you just say? I was like, it's washer toss week. She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, the washer's out on the side of the road. Like oh, everyone's shit. garbage and recycling. So oh. they're tossing the washer. Oh, she, she had tears in her eyes. She, when we go upstairs, oh, you tell God. her about that. She'll have tears in her eyes. Tanya Stewart cannot not. They have tears on. She loves that story every time. She she will take pictures of people's washer and say that. I found out what washer toss was, but for that week, I didn't know. I'm oh like, oh look at that, it's washer. I thought it was people tossing their tossing their washers out. <laughs> Holy crap, that's good. It was like yeah. that. It's like that one I, that video I sent you and Chris earlier about uh, oh the guy is. Uh, some neighborhood kid showed up his door asking for a donation to the local swimming pool, so I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, mine was original. I legit thought that, that uh, washer toss was a week where you toss out your washer and they come get it for you so you don't have to take it Holy to crap. the top. All right. Moving into Sunday. Yeah. The uh, the Wildcats got a 5-3 victory over Halifax. Um, Philion got the net in this one. My favorite part about the fact that Fillion got the net was the first goal was terrible by pretty much any goalie standards. Yeah. And what it did, what he did was he didn't let it derail him. And he was good for the rest of the night. Um, I mean, he tried the two pad stack on the Dume, missed it. Unreal glove save with, just over, just under a minute left in the game to keep it at five three. Um, that's a that's a goal that last year might have derailed him mm-hmm. in the game, and we lose this thing five three because the confidence is gone. What I saw from him after giving up that goal was it was done, and he continued to play well because Halifax. I mean, they controlled most of the game. They outshot us in the final forty, but I I really. Enjoyed watching Philly on shake that one off and continue to play well. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You're right. That that first goal was a bit of a stinker. Uh, I mean, everybody's admiring, you know, Hamel's hit on Biasco in the you know behind the net, but at the same time, Biasco's banking the puck off Philly. Yeah. Right. So I think even the cameraman got a little distracted. Was admiring the the hit a little more than right. than the play. Um, the worst part is he made a beautiful glove save two minutes before yeah, and then lets that in, which if you've ever played net or you have ever talked to a goalie, that's exactly what happens is you make an unreal glove save and then you let the little one in. Yeah, and that's, I mean, but look, it's there's there's so many people out there right now that, that expect him to be a star goaltender in the league, but really there's not very many goaltenders that are stars at, at, at 18. Like, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of that, Gabriel Dag in Victoriaville, like he's proving to be a star. Like he's yeah. a s- absolute superstar right now. Like even like, and they're playing him in games that, that allow him to excel. Yes, and be a star. That's, right, that's it. Right, and I mean, you got to look back at at goalies that have played in this re- league. You know that have gone on to the NHL. You know, like there's only been a, f- a select few who have actually been stars mm-hmm. you know when they were 16 or 17 or even 18 filia is goalies take longer to develop yeah uh and and you have to be patient with goalies you do have to be patient with goalies he's going to have a really good year uh and he's going to be even better next year and he's going to be even better the year after that yeah it's you know you can't you can't count him out right now and i understand where some fans where they're mindset is is because it's just of how he's been the past couple seasons but at the same time he hasn't had much help right like the the d hasn't been there to help him out mm-hmm. um in in you know recent recent years well and i think it didn't help that you know had they take it had he been a wildcats draft pick like lavalet in the late first round early second maybe he gets a bit of a pass but because he was the major piece on the Jordan Spence, this mm-hmm. is how we're rebuilding this thing. That didn't help the pressure. Hell, we put it on him saying, it, you know, he's going to he's gonna be the MVP of, I think, his first full season, right? Um, you know, 
Mark Andre Fleury, who he was compared to, mm-hmm. um, his first season he played thirty five games. He had a four goals against average. Yep. His second season, fifty five games, two point seven eight. And his third season before he got drafted, uh, fifty one games, a three point three six goals against average. So if Philion and he was twenty six and fourteen in his second season and seventeen and twenty three in his the year he got drafted. So mm-hmm. you know, if he's playing at a three goals against average clip with the depth on this team right now, that should be enough to win most hockey games. Yep. Uh, goalies aren't going to have, uh, like, Gabriel Dag is getting off to a ridiculous start. Like, it's not going to continue. No. He's not going to keep up a one-point-something goals against average as a 16-year-old goalie. If and he if does, he does, good on him. Like, wow. But you missed Kate Breton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that Thomas Laval is looking good right now. Like, no points and, like, minus 10 or something. Oof. Um, considering uh, he was supposed to have five points in that first game, according to Andrew Barrington. In fairness, though, they didn't play that first game. Oh, well. The first game was against us, right? In that's fairness. true, yeah. So he was supposed to have uh, two goals and three assists. Uh, at this point, I don't think he'll get that all season. Um, so, uh, no, this he's, this goaltender is, is an absolute stud. He's going to be such a star in this league. And I don't even, he's not even eligible until 2025. For the NHL draft, because he's a late birthday. Dag, yeah, because like, he's fifteen. Wild, right just just wild right now. Uh, but that's the thing with with Filion, um, he's gonna be fine. He's, I think he's starting to find his groove. Uh, I think the team's starting to find their groove. I think that Quebec road trip, um, like Drummondville game, kind of flipped the switch a little yep. bit. You know, uh, I think it got, you know, a, an early trip like that. Um, you know bonding time and, and this and that and it's always good and it's just been a completely different team ever since that trip and i hope they keep it up because you know if they can if they can keep it up well, well maybe they are going to challenge halifax right it's it's uh they've got some work to do um but talk about i know it's going to be uh i know it's early in the season but uh you know kind of want to win that game against valdor <laughs> for, yeah. Uh, for yeah. reasons, uh, yeah. For you know, you know there's reasons there's we've talked about. Reasons we've talked about. Reasons Valdor is off to a scorching start somehow. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously still got a really good team, but um, you know, it's it's if there's a game to win, it's that one. Yeah, because you want to get the two points in that one. You want to make sure they don't walk away with anything in that game. And of course, uh, in in the Halifax game, Cole Bishop goes two for two in his debut weekend. So not only did that uh, poll not put any pressure on him, he's two for two. Um, could be three for three by the time you listen to this. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just looking at Gabriel Dag while you were pulling stuff up. They're putting him in a in a spot to succeed. He's played Baycomo, and he's played St. John twice. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to play a Shakutami, a Gatineau, Sherbrooke on this next three. He'll play Cape Breton, right? Like they're going to play him against teams, and that's how you develop goaltenders. You let mm-hmm. him play against lesser opponents. Um, teams you should beat, I guess. I mean, Victoriaville is kind of developing, but that's what you do. You you allow that. Finland didn't really have the chance. We played the same three teams over and over again. Last year was kind of the same year, and Couture was just good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, everything I've seen from Philly on this season so far in a short and condensed season, no issues with the way nope. he's playing. I agree. The, um, the, other, the other thing on the Halifax game, I mean, Loshing was a healthy scratch. I don't know if he was a healthy scratch because of the four-minute penalty. Let's assume so. Or he was a healthy scratch because he took a cross-check to the face and they didn't want to – they just said he was a healthy scratch. But if that's the trend that continues, then I hope that continues for everyone. Yeah, I like the accountability. I, I love the accountability. Mm-hmm. Now, I am I have a hard time believing the coaching staff missed the cross-check to the face. But they're probably like, I get it, but you still can't take the four-minute, right? No. So – I, he still can't take it. He took it. I like the accountability of keeping him out. I do too. Uh, and I mean, if you got to look ahead, um, you want to be accountable. Well, there's been one defenseman who has taken puck over glass penalties in two consecutive games, and that's Hugo Marcel. Yeah. Uh, and so, if they're going to play, if they're going to base their lineups and their scratches on accountability, well. Maybe he's got to sit out against Cape Breton. You know, get a Grenier in there because it seems every time Grenier plays, he's on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, you can't get on the scoreboard if you're not playing. 
Uh, We're going to sound like Nostradamus if Marcel doesn't play last night and this comes out today. Well, <laughs> gonna, I mean, if that's the way they're going to go, I, right? I, I if that's love the way that they're coaching staff. Me too. I love it. Um, but if that's the way they're going to go, yep. and that just shows, A, they're taking no shit whether you're a first-line player or a fourth-line player. And I love that more. Yeah. Right. If you're gonna set a fourth line player because a first line player because he took a big a bad penalty, that's 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 balls. Yeah. Right. Um. And that's a nice part. You get depth. You saw Kiefer Lyons get an opportunity to play second line. And he didn't look out of place. I like that. Um. Usually when you got a call up and you throw him in the lineup, he's you know he's buried on the fourth line. Yep. No, not in this case. Nope. He got a he got a top six opportunity. Um. So I mean. And they and they have and we're gonna kinda get into a Cape Breton preview, although Cape Breton we've already played, so we're taking the time anyways. Luke McPhee's coming back, so you have a little bit of roster forward depth with Cole Bishop now too. If if you're gonna held accountable, great, you do that on the forward. Mm-hmm. Eventually you're gonna have that with Thomas Darcy, because let's be honest, with the crew that this defense right now, Grenier and Ballantyne have kind of been that extra for or extra defenseman. Where does Thomas Darcy slide in right now? Oh, he's uh, for me. He's a top six guy. Like you can't keep him out of the lineup. I think he's, yeah. He, uh, I think he's top six. Like if you have to rotate, I don't, I don't know Grenier and, but that's what I mean. You have the depth to hold guys accountable because, mm. I mean, I'm not saying that Darcy doesn't deserve to play when he comes back. He he's earned it and he gets to be in that that decor. But like you're gonna be rotating Marcel Grenier, Porte John John and Ballantyne. Those four guys. Well, I mean, there's there's going to be injuries. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be events like Forte Jandros, obviously going to be going to the U17s, which yeah. I think is in November. Um, you know, it, there's 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 things that are going to come up here that are going to keep these players in the lineup. Like eight defensemen is fine. I don't mind it. I I think eight defensemen is is how many defensemen every team should have, and you just you just play the rotate game and. Because you don't always have to go twelve and six. That allows you to go eleven and seven every time, mm-hmm. or every now and then, right? If you want to, right. but then you're taking forward ice time away, and you don't want that to happen. And no, I, I think what they've got right now is 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 fine. You know, they get the thirteen or fourteen forwards. They've got their eight defensemen and their two goalies. That's that's where you should be. That's where every roster should be like. And you know, just hope every player likes it because every player is going to get everybody's going to get playing time. They're, they've that's been proven here. Yeah, under, oh yeah. under the quad, you're not. There's not going to be a 16 year old benched. Uh, there's not going to be 16 year old sitting in the standings, in the stands. Uh, they're they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing every night, and they're going to be getting nice time. So, in terms of development, you can't, you know, you can't have nothing but but good things to say about it. Yeah, and and Darcy is the type that when he gets in, he's going to gel with whoever he's got going and. Mm-hmm. I like the pair of Moran and Marcel. Um, I think Forty John Drons played quite well, but yeah, Grenier, like you said, when he gets in, he, he puts points on the board, and yep. that's you can't expect much more from that than when you're getting opportunities to make it tough to get you out of the lineup, and that's exactly what he's doing on that back end. Oh. Amen. So, um, all right, Valdor. Um, I mean, hopefully, right now we're on a three-game winning streak as you hear this. <laughs> Uh, and we hold Cape Breton, as I said on the live, to still being winless because nobody wants to be that team. Um, but, I mean, like you said early a little bit ago, Valdor's playing really well, mm-hmm. but this is a team, again, that we want them to have a lottery pick. Yeah. So they're not going to be great in the second half as uh, Justin Robidoux is off to Quebec as well as some others, but, I mean, William Blackburn is coming off player of the week, so he's going to be dialed in. We don't see um, Valdor that often. So aside from from uh, Justin Robida, I mean, what are you what are you kind of excited to see from from a Valdor team? Uh, so William Provo uh, is off to a pretty good start this year. I remember he, um, I'm not sure if it was last season or would have been when was the last time Valdor was in Moncton? Would have been last season, last right? Because the year yeah. before was was maritime teams only. Yep. So when he was in, I, I think he, I remember him going up to a player and he did that whole look, like the whole thing, I'm going to look at who you are in the jersey because I don't oh, know yeah. who you are yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, he's a pest. He's a pest, but he plays hard. Um, Kale McCallum is, is, you know, he came out of nowhere. 
uh, he, he was, uh, you know, I think a late round pick of St. John three or four years ago. And I don't even know if he got did eight he get, rounder. Yeah. He might've got a cup of tea with St. John, but then went to Valdor and he's flourished. You know, um, yeah, he 50, played 50 games, 15 points, 30 yeah. games, nine, and then 68 yeah. games, 69 <laughs> points, point of game player last year. Yeah. As a defenseman. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. And uh, like this team has got good pieces. They've got Robida. They've got uh, Provo. They've got Pocket. They've got uh, McCallum. They've got uh, Blackburn. They, you know, no, it's a good, it's a good team. And, uh, you know, I expected these them not to be doing as well, uh, so I I want to see this team start to lose, <laughs> yeah. um, because I want that lottery pick. And uh, it, you know, even though we haven't exactly had great luck with lottery picks, but um, yeah, it depends which way you look at it. Yeah, it's worked it, out. It did work out. I, I just it would be fun one time to go look back. What our team and you could probably do this better than I could because you were around. You know the move, what the team would look like had they won the lottery and got Alexi Lafreniere. Like if it would have been Oof. the same team, the same dynamic. I don't know if it would have been the same dynamic just because of the way Pelche was, but mm. it'd be interesting. The old what if game, what it would look like if I'm not taking that much time. I'm not. Oh man, that would be it. Would be something to watch. Yeah, no, I'm not paid for that. But no, wait, you're paid. I'm happy with with Pelche. Oh, I'm extremely happy. I was happy with that pick. So I mean, I I would say we probably won the the lottery. Yeah, Valdor, one of the best color schemes in the league. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy them. But yeah, this is a team that's going to make Moncton work for everything um, that they get through the through the game, right? And oh, these two games are going to be tough yeah. because you know Cape Breton wants to get that first win, uh, and you know it's Valdor. Not last year. Yeah, right. Like and, and they are better. They've had three one goal losses. I think. Yeah. Uh, they're young, but they've, they've, you know, they've still got. I think they're missing Jeremy Langlois. I think is hurt. France and Buteau is hurt. So those are two veterans on the back end that mm-hmm. are they're assuming they're going to be without because I made the trade for St. Louis, and I believe Jeremy Fraser said on Twitter earlier that Lincoln Wah is still with the team. Cause he's going to play tomorrow. Yeah, so he played. I guess so. He, you know, they make a trade for they make a trade. Plus, they still have their junior A call up in the lineup. That leads me to believe that Langlois and Buteau are going to be out. Um, so you got to take advantage of that. And on on the Valdor side, I don't expect because I don't see them enough. But I just yeah. want the team to win. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, special teams will be key. Stay out of the penalty box. Valdor's got the fourth ranked power play at twenty five percent, and uh, I mean even Moncton's power play right now is twenty uh, percent, but. Valdor's got an 87.5% penalty kill. So special teams, again, uh, like it always is, is going to be key. You ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay. Um, Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Adam and I had a great time um, embarrassing ourselves (laughs) during the first intermission of the Saturday night game. Yep. Uh, and you know, we, what we appreciated was the recognition from those around the arena. Uh, I know you were given high fives and yeah. fist pumps and, and this and that, uh, it was just so good to be able to <laughs> high five kids and, and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, for you, it was like Mardi Gras. I remember some <laughs> girls were asking for your beads yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, not for doing that, just <laughs> not for doing that. Just asking if they could have the beads. Cause I looked ridiculous with the troll hair and whatnot. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, we've got some listeners uh, of the show here, some fan listeners that, uh, you know, took the time to, you know, send us some pictures and send us some videos of our on ice antics. Yeah. Uh, you know, Michelle and Mike Franson, uh, Vinny Calcino and, and Julian Robichaud and, and Tanya Stewart. So, uh, you know, thanks for these, uh, these pictures and videos. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. <laughs> Probably hide them forever. Um, but, um, no, this is, uh, just a little special thank you to, to you folks for, you know, looking after us and, yep. uh, you know, just don't put them anywhere. Cause <laughs> I mean, the videos are kind of embarrassing cause I can't, you know. If the net was, if the washer was a little bigger, yeah, I might have had three or four. But you didn't um, hit, yeah, you didn't hit the hole of the washer, but you sniped a button. 
you sniped the actual yeah. knob on it. So yeah. you were hitting. I was. You're hitting it. Well, there's a picture. There. Oh, there's yeah. Avery. Yeah, there she is. Um, no, but there's uh, you know, so yeah, those those four kind of get the uh, the stick top just for, uh, you know, the pictures and the videos. Yeah. Um, but at this time, I do want to mention something that I thought was pretty cool. Um. Is this an honor stick tap or a continuation stick? It's tap? more of a continuation. It's not. It's not really stick tap. Okay, but it's more or less kind of like an open mic mode. Ah, okay, gotcha. So, um, I of course have access to our Twitter account yes. DM. Yeah. Um, and we received a DM from Roger Moran, who I'm assuming is a relative of Etienne Moran. I'm assuming. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So it was a picture of. Um, Isabel, who is Etienne Moran's mother, uh, Sandra, who was Miles Mueller's mother, and Melanie, who was Cole Bishop's mother. So the three met together for the first time and watched Sunday's game together. So what's cool about that is, so the three moms are watching the game together and their sons all scored in that game. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat because, I mean, you've got to assume that, you know, okay, maybe um, Etienne Moran's mother and, and Miles Mueller's mother knew each other because they were on the team last year. But uh, you got to assume that, you know, Mrs. Bishop didn't know, would have met these two for the first time. Yeah. Right? Um, for the, And for them to sit together and for their sons to all score, I mean, that's... It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's pretty neat. Um, and yeah, just I mean, it shows that you know the team the team is a family, but there's also the family Z's that are families, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it, you can, yeah. it's it's just. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, Jesus, you know, that's that's a coincidence, a coincidence, but it's also really cool that that's you know, it's I I, I couldn't imagine being you know sitting with them and just seeing their reactions, all all yeah. three of them, you know, as they're. As her son scored all in the same game, which is I you know, I think that's really one cool. after another, actually. Yeah. Moran, Bishop, Mueller. Yeah. And wow. then I mean, obviously to 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 piggyback off that, the Tybills, uh, on Saturday night were sitting about six rows in front of us. We mm-hmm. got to meet them. Um I mean we appreciate everyone's support, but but Sandra and, and the Tybells over in Europe, um, I mean, those games are starting at midnight mm-hmm. um over there. They're catching the games, they're catching our shows, they're interacting Anytime we mention their sons, they're in in the building twenty minutes before puck drop, um, coming from Austria to Toronto to yeah. here. Twenty minutes before the puck drop, uh, Jonas gets the assist on the game winner. Uh, so we got to meet them. Obviously, they were quite tired, so we didn't take, take much of their time. But it's just it's just cool to see, you know. And I don't always try to f- seek out the parents, but yeah. you know, you see them around the rinks with the jerseys. They're pretty easy to spot with Ty Bell with the Swiss jersey. I want that. <laughs> um, and I, you know, that's where you just hope that Mueller and Ty Bell get the world junior experience in Moncton mm-hmm. and their families get to be here to see that. Well, you got, okay. So, I mean, you got to assume Ty Bell is going to be there. Uh, Mueller is, is, I think he's got a chance. I, I, I'm Talk not, about a player that's improved. Oh yeah. Like immensely. I don't know what the depth is when it comes to Swiss hockey players and, and all that, but yeah. you know, I, I think he's shown enough to, Maybe go to their camp if they have a camp and uh, see what see what it, see what see what he can do. But I think Ty Bell is kind of a shoe in for the yeah. team. And who knows? Maybe if it's between a bubble player between Mueller and Player X, well, it's in Moncton. They're yeah. playing in Moncton. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got an upper end if he kind of keeps playing because he's he's put himself in a a niche where he's a good penalty killer, and mm-hmm. that's in the World Juniors in a short tournament like that you need good penalty kill you need mm-hmm. good special teams and we're not just saying this because we're talking about their parents we've had this take on yeah. Mueller for <laughs> yeah. about a year and a half so yeah. um yeah no that's an excellent uh, stick tap bro the stick tap week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863 8802. And that's the point of the show where the drum was not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no more drum. I think it was the Done second. I think it was the second period and we're just talking back and forth and boom, 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 
and uh, <laughs> he, he, Jesus Christ, I just had a heart attack. Oh, it, it took him a good 30 to 45 seconds to catch his breath. Gabe Smith's family's down in front of us. They're laughing. All the other people kind of around are just laughing at his oh, reaction. God. So, yeah, Jeremy is not a fan of the uh, of the Wildcats drum. So that brings us to the Wildcats Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa right now for the month of October. You can save 25% on a Manny Petty combo. So, Ty Bell, Petra, Sandra, if you guys need a Manny Petty, 25% <laughs> off our sponsor while you're listening to this while you're in town. Uh, to book an appointment, call 506-830-1224 or visit them at 1224 Mountain Road. Uh, well, I mean, this one is fairly easy. He's second week in a row that the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week is also on the Wildcast Podcast Team of the Week. Um, I mean, we all hoped he would have this start. We didn't want to have the expectation on him although we did put the poll up uh and he responded two goals two nice goals like not even like greasy like tips or banging the puck in the net just standing by two absolute rockets top shelf in both games uh during his debut weekend so your wildcast wildcat of the week is it's cole cole bishop uh which is hashtag now thanks to Brittany curtis i believe her name is i can't Oh, that's going to bug me now. Yeah, that's what her name Brittany is. Brittany Curtis, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cole Bishop. Uh, that's his new name. Cole. Cole Bishop. The, uh, the, his, uh, Hashtag. His first goal. Yeah. A piss missile, <laughs> as described by Chris Dobson. <laughs> is that what you got there? Called it a piss missile. <laughs> well, it absolutely was. It was on his tape, and it was off quickly. And it, shout out to the Wildcats. um the the after after the Charlottetown game like the post game interview, mm-hmm. that's his family's from London. Um, he grew up in Tennessee. He's got brothers playing in Michigan. Right. Uh, so that's the connection of why he got to the OHL. For any of those who didn't see it, mm-hmm. but were wondering because you're like, how does a kid from Tennessee? And we yeah. thought this last week. How does yeah. a kid from Tennessee end up in London uh, or end up in Niagara, Niagara which yeah. ends up here? He's yeah. got family all in London. That's right. Nice pickup by Mr. Ritchie. Yeah, by Mr. Ritchie. Absolutely. He will now, if you see Mr. Ritchie, let him know his name is now Mr. Ritchie. Mr. Ritchie. Um, all right, that's it for us. Uh, thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in, and thanks to everyone for being with us week after week. Uh, one more game tomorrow night, uh, homestand against Valdor, and then a couple weeks from now, they got Gatineau and St. John. So get your tickets via Ticketmaster. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.